Welcome. Don't be invisible. Be fabulous queens to the new Fab You show. I am tuned in, tapped in, turned on to who I really am. I am your host, the fabulous Doris Birch, founder of The Fab Factor. I am here to help women entrepreneurs shift subconscious programming so they can build multi six-figure business plus that they absolutely love by awakening their fat factor. The woman who has all, she is different. She's called for more, not going to live the normal life and is going to do what it takes, no matter what it takes, until it takes to create that all while becoming highly visible so she can make a global impact to fully step into the who she is being called to, fully tapping into the power of the feminine. Yes, she has the audacity to to prioritize the feminine. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an author. I love the bling bling, thinking more fabulously bigger and doing it differently where we disrupt the status quo for women. We are rewriting the rules and we are doing it being fabulous, of course. Without sacrificing our femininity, spirituality, or personal fulfillment. The biggest question is, who are you actually? At your core, who are you? And what did you come here to do? Many women are hiding. They are not willing to make the choice to let their old self die. They are quitting on themselves. But to create the vibrational space to step into their new Fabu next level frequency in order to begin showing up in every area of their lives, in order to find the woman you wish to become, a choice needs to be made. Ready to say yes to your soul and become the next level new Fabu now? It's going to take some inner determination and strength. But let me tell you and allow me to be crystal clear here. It takes a lot of courage to release the old and step into your next level fabulousness of truth. When you can get real about who you are and say unapologetically, here is who I am. I think this way. I feel this way. I vibrate this way. I live on this sort of frequency and I show up this way. It is critical to do so if you are truly committed to having it all, a life fully by design and on your terms in order to shift the old, become the real you and finally break the pattern once and for all. Why? Well, simply, there are still too few women who are giving themselves unapologetic permission to have a seat at the I want it all table. And there are fewer women who truly own and command their space. You make choices out of guilt or shame or blame. You compromise, you settle, you sacrifice, you continue to sabotage or destroy. This affects everything. Is it any wonder that you really don't let yourself dream that dream anymore? Never mind, act on it. How do I know all of this? Well, because I've lived it. And it's the reason I think this must change and it must change now. Today's wave of spiritual women owning their power is unique, rare, and one of a kind. So what new fab you is all about is letting go of the old, the distorted, the shadow you, who you thought you had to be. To the new fab you, his, you who is fully unleashed in what she says, how she shows up, how she does business, how she does life. She knows what works for her. She backs herself unapologetically. She does it. Why? 
It is who she is. It is what she was born for. She did not come here for normal. So let me ask you if you've had enough and you're actually ready to play life the way you need to be. Make the decision to say goodbye to the old. Stop trying to create a new you around the same old people. Stop trying to create a new you around the same old thinking. Stop trying to create a new you around the same old habits and stop trying to create a new you around the same old departure place. You just got to say yes. Well, you don't gotta, but you do if you want to change to be who you really are meant to be. Then say yes. Yes to you. Yes to your soul. Yes to being accountable and yes to the up level. And as I said earlier, it takes immense courage to be the real you. So enough, enough with hiding your light, enough with being less than, enough with trying to fit in, do it right, enough with saying you're different, but not showing it. It is time to give yourself unapologetic permission to be new fab you. The age of the invisible woman is over. So today... I am so excited. My guest is Jess Sados. Let's bring her on to the new Fabu show. Hey. Hi, Jess. Hey, Doris. How are you? I'm so glad you are. I am fabulous. How are you? I'm fantastic. Yes, you are. I'm so glad you are here today. So, Jess. My new Fabu moment came when I surrendered and I let go of the last remaining bits of worrying about what people thought of me or if I was making any sense or whether they wanted to hear what I really wanted to say. And I went all in on me. And the thing is, when I began to dig beneath my fears and uncertainties, you, you discover that you know you are worthy. And so what moment came for you to step into your new fab you next level? I love this question. So I wouldn't say it was a single moment. It was more of a journey that I took, but it started with a single moment. And that moment was when I decided to ask for my worth. I was in a situation where I had done a lot of work. I was preparing for a massive trip to Ethiopia and the contract, basically we ended up getting to a situation where the, the trip was canceled without notice. And I found myself really spiraling, trying to figure out what is the next step. And it really became clear that I had to ask for the contract to be honored that no one else was going to do that for me. They weren't going to honor it unless I asked. And so when we got on the phone, my partner and I, it became clear. And so when we asked, it became as simple as that, just asking for what you want. And that moment where we did that, I realized the real power, but I wasn't quite there yet. You know, I was on this journey where I, I know I had I knew I had done it, but it hadn't quite settled in to what that meant for my life. And over the course of about six or seven months, 
I realized, wow, you know, I have just been coasting along in life. I call it defaulting, right? I wasn't being an architect. I wasn't designing anything. You know, it was like I was just going with the flow and the flow was no longer enough. And so for me, if I had to give any moment, it was, you know, asking for it all the way to the point where we started Two Smart Girls and really doing so with this belief that we have the power. In fact, we're the only people, right? As individuals, we're the only ones who can author our own story. We're the only ones who can take responsibility for our life, for our career, for our business, whatever it happens to be. So to me, it's really more of a of an evolution from recognizing it's not enough to just coast anymore. That if I wanted to be the true CEO of my business, the true CEO of my life. In fact, we just call it being the boss. Um, if I wanted to be the boss, I had to act like the boss. And the boss began and ended with me. So, you know, six or so months of evolution. And now it's like, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And I can never go back. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love just like the whole thing, just being the boss. And that is so true. It's like, and it, and I also... Fine. It is so hard for so many women who step into this entrepreneurial space to own being the boss. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when they, it's like, what is that really saying, you know, about yourself when you say that? You're like, it's really saying I am the boss. Yeah. Well, and I think it's scary, right? I mean, part of it, I mean, it depends on where you come from. But I came from a corporate background and saying I was the boss was just not a thing that you did. And it kind of translates into all aspects of your life. So to make the leap into entrepreneurship where now the buck does stop with you, where you're fully accountable for everything, where you build the structures, you build everything. All of a sudden, it's like, holy cow, that is very overwhelming. And I think we just get stuck in this place of. I don't even know what the right word is for it, but we just get stuck in this space where we don't know how to step out. And I I think it tends to take some kind of event or experience to help you realize, wow, I, I am the boss. Like I have to be the one to make this leap and to do it well. And until you do that, it's going to be difficult to thrive. Yeah. You know, and even go back to where you even started with, with the moments for the journey is the asking, Um, you know, that the most powerful thing um, is to ask for what you want and start declaring. And it, and it's always asking the thing with your contract, honoring your contract. Um, Cause I remember you shared that story with me when we talked, it was like, it was so powerful. It was like, you had to ask them to honor what you all were going to be paid. And, and tell me, tell us, cause you have to tell us, cause this was powerful. When he, he phrased back to you, whatever he said back to you, tell, tell us that. Cause that, that. So we're on the phone talking, painting the picture. And he said, so you think you should get paid for work you did not do. And I'm telling you, Doris, it was a lightning bulb moment where I realized we have to say yes here. If we say, if we say no, no, don't worry about it. Right. We're going to just be acquiescing our whole lives. And so I said, yes, I do think you should pay us because that's what the contract says. And he said, okay, I just needed to hear you ask for it. That 
that right there, that was the, that's the defining moment that women, I think, in business find ourselves all the time um, because you you think you, you know, you have a contract, you have it just plain as your eyes can see. And then men have no problem. No, zero. Honoring their contract. Well, you know, the funny thing about this story is that both my partner, her name's Christy, Christy and I both are married and our husbands were like, what is wrong with you? Why aren't you asking for it? Why are you spinning, you know, and going around and around, right? No man is doing this. And, and once he said that, once my husband said that, I realized, oh my God, you're so right. Like men are not like spiraling in doubt and concern and worry about whether or not it's okay to ask for their contract to be honored. They're just not doing that. And that, you know, that coupled with that moment, plus, you know, this sort of journey that we were on, I really do feel like it, I came to this realization that when you ask for it, and, and I've thought about this a lot, right? When you're asking, right, you have to acknowledge that you're worth it. And I think in that moment, by saying, yes, you do have to honor, we acknowledged our worth, right? We acknowledged that we had done our part. We, you know, we had all the ground to stand on, right? And then we had to stand our ground, right? It wasn't enough to just, you know, acquiesce, right? By planting a stake in the ground, we said, yeah, I'm worth it. I need you to honor this. And I wasn't going to back down, right? right? And so I think, you know, making sure that we as women, especially are honoring what we bring to the table. I think, you know, a lot of times we lose sight in this journey into entrepreneurship. We lose sight of all the things that we bring to the table, all the years of experience. It's like we're focused on the immediate, but there's just a wealth of experiences, knowledge, skills, capabilities, life learning that we bring that we we kind of lose sight of as we are are in that journey. So I think just making sure that you know, you honor the fact that you are worth it, right? I mean, that's the whole mantra of being fabulous, right? Recognizing that you're truly worth it and owning that fully. Yeah, you know, the thing is, and what you said is so profound because it is the truth of owning it. And I mean, you know, I'm all like being unapologetically owning it mm -hmm. um, because when we, and it is so true that we forget all of our accolades, all of our experience, all of our journey that get us to there when we start our businesses. Like we just came out of the womb, became entrepreneurs with nothing to, to stand on. And we like, oh, well, what should I charge? Can I charge this? Oh my gosh, can I make this kind of money? That's like, what on earth? Yeah, it's so much mind drama. So much mind drama. It is so much mind drama. And and so, you know, what I love about you, you said once you you're the boss. And yeah, when for those women of us who come from the corporate arena, um, because most, you know, it's very few companies, especially when I was still in the corporate space, there I don't think there was any women that were um, you know, at the higher level, Fortune 500 level, I don't know, CEOs that were women. Um, you know, in my companies, the women always made it the VP of something, you know, that was it. Um, and so to really be like, I am the boss and I'm running this thing and to own it and just to declare it like it's okay. It's like you, you see women just like, um, 
going around and, and that whole invisibility of like, oh, can I be the boss? You know, can I, you know, do this? Can I be this firm? Can I even have a contract? You know, I get a contract. Can I let myself at least say how much I want it to be paid for? You know, and when you do all that, it right there, that moment you honored it, that moment you said you were the boss, that moment you just declared it, all the programming inside of you went like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it changed the game. And the man, and and then all the your the people working with see you differently. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about how. You know, when you're in the corporate space, I mean, I love that you're talking about, and that's the kind of women that we work with, women who are in the corporate um, corporate space still, you know, really trying to step into this bossness, you know, of, of really owning this piece of themselves. And one of the things I, I think is really important is how we have to still embrace that feminine nature, right? So, you know, you're talking about these women who have like, moved into the VP space. And for a lot of years, and even now to a certain degree, depending on your industry, there's this masculinization that that we undergo that removes some of the most powerful elements of who we are. And I really want to see women fully embrace who they are in the space that they're in, in all of its glory, right? I mean, there's real power to being a woman in whatever space that you're in, right? We bring a unique set of experiences and talents and a way of doing life and business that is very unique to us. And, you know, it takes saying yes, it takes honoring who you are and being willing to step into that space of discomfort, right? Because let's be honest, it's uncomfortable. Right. right. Being on display, being out there. Right. Knowing that there are some people who are not going to like what you do, not going to like how you show up. And and, you know, it took me a long time to be OK with that. But what I realized is those are not my people. Right. right? If you don't like how I show up and I'm not even talking like brazen kinds of things here. I'm just talking if you don't like the fact that I'm stepping fully into who I am, then I'm not for you. Right. Yeah. You know, is that's why I said is that the women who have the audacity to propri- to prioritize the feminine, because it we when we bring that to the table, um, it does change the whole dynamics of how we really do show up and honor who we are mm-hmm. and and being fabulous and being smart and being bossy and being all those things and having a point of view and an opinion. Um is all valid. Right. Absolutely. It's all valid. Um, so t- at the time you guys were having this contract and was working with this company, were you officially two smart girls? No. So that's part of the story, right? I mean, we, Christy and I both had owned our own businesses for a lot of years. We had been entrepreneurs. Um, in my case, I had been an entrepreneur for about seven or eight years and she had been one for 18. And I mean, this is the thing that strikes me the most, right? We had been successful six-figure business owners and yet we were still like going under the radar. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this, like, I mean, it was like an earth tilting on its axis moment for us, this phone call. And once that happened, everything shifted. And this awareness that we were not living to the fullest came to be. 
So that was in August of 2017. And it wasn't until April of 2018 that we officially started Two Smart Girls. So we walked away from our regular businesses that we had been building for years and said, you know what, this, this power, you know, this idea of helping women fully architect their lives, build compelling stories, and to do that through entrepreneurship is, is so powerful and so important that we need to start something new and build it from scratch. And so that's what we've been doing for the last two years. That is so profound. And so how are women, um, so who, so are you, let me rephrase my thinking, my thoughts in my head. Are you working with women stepping out of the corporate space um, who, who are deciding to go into the entrepreneur space? Did I word that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> words. So yes. So we primarily work with women who are still in the corporate space, who are at a crossroads and are trying to figure out next steps. Now, some of them will never leave corporate life and that's fine. Right. right. Being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. Right. So as long as you are staying in a space where you're still living to the fullest extent, where you are being the boss of your career and your life, more power to you. We want you to be as successful as possible. If we can help you, amazing. But then there are those women who are at that crossroads who will definitely be making the leap into entrepreneurship. And we work primarily with that segment and really helping them shift their thinking, right? Because part of this is it's not just the mechanics, right? Anyone can start a business. Actually, the starting of the business is very easy and it's very straightforward. But you and I both know that the shifts that have to take place in your mind and really throughout your whole being, right? Those are the things that are gonna make or break you, right? I call it moving from employee to entrepreneur mindset. You yeah. have to start thinking like the boss. And that is a process, right? You don't just wake up one day and say, I'm the boss, I'm totally owning it, right? It is a journey. And, and so our work is about helping women make that mindset shift, but then also build the business from the ground up all the way to fully profitable and successful. That is so powerful because I read, you know, there is a, um, there is this, this, uh, I don't even know how to even express it, but I just know I for myself when I left the corporate space uh, and then I went in direct sales, I'm grateful for that journey because it did give me that awakening and that insight mm -hmm of stepping into that. I do think every woman leaving corporate needs to have um, support um, and work with someone because there is that, it took me a year to even get to a place where I could sort of not be an employee thinker. thinker. Yeah. Um, and still after that year, I still had the monkey on my back to be like, okay, oh, can I yeah. say this? Can I be this? You know, it was still that junk. And so what I love about what you guys are doing is that that uh, can eliminate that while she still has the support support structure of her salary for the time mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. to break away from that. Because there is a it is, people think it's not, but it is. You have to fill that gap. Oh, yeah. You have to, and that programming has to change. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned like 
you know, that it took you a year. I mean, I look at my own journey. I mean, seven years I was an entrepreneur before I had this awakening. And I wish that I had had the awareness to be on the journey with someone, to have someone there guiding me as I was making that transition, as I was building, um, because I, I was doing it alone. And I, you know, to me, there, there was so much power in being in that corporate space and slowly building it out. Because like you said, you still have your, you still have your salary, you still have support. Um, and, you know, this is an area that it, I'm, I'm very passionate about making sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who really get you and who get your journey. And, you know, I was having a conversation last night with a group of women and, you know, I was just very candid talking about, you know, not everybody that you think will support you will support you. Sometimes the people that are the most important in your life are not going to get your journey. They're not going to get the vision that you're on. And part of that is about giving them some grace, but also you recognizing that that's not enough or shouldn't be enough to stop you. Right. So th that aspect of building your support system and surrounding yourself with people who, you know, can challenge you, encourage you, support you, look different than you. I mean, all of that is so vital to helping you step into this space and, you know, the more people in that inner circle that you trust and, and honor that relationship, the easier it's going to be, right? If you do the work, right? It's You have to do the work. If you, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. And that's the biggest, I think, um, to, to plan in, regardless of how great you and, and, and your partner are in Two Smart Girls, they still have to do the work. Right. You're like, we're, we're helping you, um, you know, shorten the curve. But right. you still have to do the work. Um, and the hard work is the becoming. The being is the most hardest work of all. Because whatever it is, the product, skill, whatever service they want to do, yeah. Who you're yeah. being, doing it is the thing. Yeah. Um, oh, it just came to my mind. Okay, so I was talking to this woman. You're talking about talking to your group. I'm like, I'm straight to the point. I just can't. Women, we don't have time to be stuck in the stuff. No. <laughs> um, so I was talking to a woman who, you know, she's been doing the thing for 19 years i was like nine, 19 years and you're still not where you want to be 19 years and you're still not where you want to be you know and she, we went out through the conversation and it was just the story after the story after the story and i was just like you're not even wanting willing to be accountable to your part in this yeah. 19 years in a business that is proven by other people that you can have a certain level of success and then some. Yeah. So that's proven. You don't you don't have to wonder if that's a possibility. Right. And yet here you are 19 years and you think people you're like, how come you can't build your team? Well, you haven't done it in 19 years. You know, mm -hmm. you're not willing to do the work. You're not willing to be the woman. Um, do the, do that. And that's where like you, what you're doing is so nobody can go through 19 years because no one should be 19 years in the yeah. same place. Yeah. And then she said the most profound thing I thought I totally misunderstood. So she was like, well, I made $45,000. So I'm thinking that was last year. That was the whole 19 years. Mm. And that was her point to people. Hey, don't say that anymore. I was just like, don't say that. That's, That's not that, that is a tragedy. It really is. That is a tragedy. That is nothing mm -hmm. to be proud of at all. No woman wants to do business. You're like, oh, I can make uh, 
$2,000 more a year. Mm. The Lifestyle doesn't work. change, yeah. the work, the mental, the stress. So 19 years later, I was like, no, don't use that as your selling point anymore. No wonder you don't have not built the team. My God, you don't even make any money in the business. You don't. Do you believe in this business? Do you believe in what you're doing? Um, you know, and that's the thing, I think, by working with women before they get out of the corporate space, because they'll. So here's what I want to know, because they know there comes a point. I'm sure. So I didn't have that experience. I had it a different one. So but I'm thinking if you start while you're still there in your job and you work in this thing and you're doing it on the side and getting it all built up and building it, up, does there come a point where they have instantly shifted? Where they no longer they know it's time to go. The shift has been made because the inner circle, the the people, they, they can't tolerate it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I will say I can only speak for myself and the women that we worked with. And I will say hands down, there is a moment where you that you reach where you think I can't do this anymore. Right. I need to do something different. But it's been my experience that most people don't act on it at that point there's still a lag, right? So I, I had made that decision a year before I left. Now, part of that was me building a plan. My husband is a planner. He's like, let's build a plan. Let's, let's you know, not be crazy. Um, and so I honored that because we're, we're a team. Um, but I look back now and I realize I wasn't really ready. And so I find that two things happen. Either you make the leap prematurely and you don't have a good plan and then you're spiraling and, and struggle and stress and overwhelm. Or you know that you need to leave. You've been working on leaving, but the comfort and the, the security holds you back, right? Because you are, even if you have been building your business on the side, there is that gap, right? Where it is a little bit scary. That's actually a lot scary to walk away unless the situation is really toxic. So I think most people err on the ladder. They leave too late and they look back and they're like, oh, I wish I would have done that sooner. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. Um, but that's a journey that every person has to make. And so I think we all know that we need to leave assuming that entrepreneurship is the way for you. Um, but most people don't leave until a little bit later, a little bit or longer than mm. you would think. Yeah. See, I always wonder that because for me, you know, I was praying for, for my exit. I didn't know how it was going to come, um, but I just kept praying and praying. I'm like, it's just got to come. So it came by relocation. Um, mm. So that was, that was just the out. So I got thrown into you know, like I went into direct sales, which I was grateful that I went there um, in that journey. But I always wonder how long I would have stayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice when you have a precipitating event like what you're talking about, right? Relocation, you get laid off. I mean, those aren't nice events, but it kind of forces you into action. It forces you into right. action. Yeah. Um, and for me, the the biggest thing why it took me a year um, because going into direct sales, um, where the product is already there, it's already developed, the plan, the marketing plan, everything is there. My adjustment for me was just going into a, a container where women from all walks of life um, could achieve um, 
the 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 goals and reach the levels just by doing the work. Mm-hmm. And that was something new to me because I came from an environment uh, and an upbringing that said success looked a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when I went in direct sales, it defied what I was taught success looked like, where it was just an even playing field for women who did the work. And then by doing the work, you're not. But that was powerful mm-hmm. after I got past that year of understanding it. And the thing that got me to really make the, the, the shift for me was that I realized when you start doing the work, when you start achieving certain goals, it brings a level of freedom wow. um, that is priceless. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is, and this is really kind of like this big thought that I've really been learning is when you show up and do the work, it works. It doesn't always, you know, happen easily, right? There's a lot of tweaking and, and figuring out your strategy and all of that. But when you show up consistently, boldly, without, you know, fear, well, I don't even say without fear, right? Because it is kind of scary showing up every single time being live, you know, like this, right? Right. But when you show up and when you show up consistently, it matters. And the same applies with doing the work. You have to do the work and you have to do it consistently. And that in and of itself will have so much impact on your business, right? Like if you if you're out there kind of sporadically doing it, you know, popping on here, a post there, an email, you know, every couple of couple of weeks, it's not going to get the job done. Right. You have to show up and be willing to do the work. And when you do it, you're going to be successful. There's just no way around it. No way around it. And I think that is a perfect closing thought. Because I don't know what else you could say over that. That's <laughs> present right be bold that is it oh my gosh jess thank you for being on the show today thank you so much for having me it was such a joy (laughs) i know i can't wait till we talk again thanks for coming bye thank you for having me okay everybody thank you for this for joining in and um, watching this episode of the new fabulous show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe. So you automatically get new shows every week. And I would love it if you would leave a review. We are on Apple podcasts at new show And I would love if you join in on the conversation. I'm always online here on Facebook and on Instagram, but also on Twitter and LinkedIn. So just head over to, Uh, and find out why I do all this thing that I do and this whole journey that I'm on. You'll find that at thefabfactor.com. The new Fabulous Show is the elevated, unapologetic permission conversation for women leaders. And I'm honored you tuned in. See you next week. Bye.